Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Wow, today is already step four of the Communicate to Build Relationships five-day challenge, and this has gone by so fast. If you haven't listened to step three, I'm going to say it again, go back and do that because each step builds onto the previous step, and I don't want you to miss something and risk it not clicking for you during this challenge. So again, I am Jen, and this week in the challenge, you've been learning how to have meaningful and productive interactions with the humans in your life. And you're here in this challenge maybe because you were feeling flat, like you were just going through the motions of your business, or if we're really honest, the motions of life, right? You realize that you're not connecting with people despite your attempts, and it's leaving you feeling lonely and invisible. Well, no more. This challenge is here to give you the skills step-by-step to communicate better so that you can build relationships. Now, I got a lot of feedback from yesterday's task from, I was really surprised how well that worked, to, it was kind of awkward, but I did it anyway. (laughs) And I even have a really great story that I want to share later on. Now, if you haven't posted your challenge task or let me know in an email or DM that you did it for step three, go ahead and do that. Because as your coach this week, it's my job to help you help yourself stay accountable. Now, remember, every time you participate, you get another entry into the drawing. And yesterday, I threw in that bonus. So when you do all five steps in order, I'm going to throw in a bonus entry for you. Just because I can and because I care. I care about your progress. So far this week, we have talked about your personality paintbrush, the three things we accidentally do that frustrate others, and how to manage different pace styles. 
And today, you're going to learn how to get someone's undivided attention so you know they are listening to you. Now, I'm about to launch a truth bomb. So if you're multitasking right now, put it down and listen to what I'm about to say because this is something you need to hear. Now, are you making eye contact with my podcast thumbnail right now? Are you ready? Here goes. People don't care about paying attention to you. There, I said it. Ouchie. Now let that sink in because the sooner you let that sink in, the sooner you can let that expectation go. People don't care about paying attention to you. This is best illustrated through the eyes of my teenager. My teenager, Ryan, my younger teenager, he was sitting on the couch and I stick my head around the corner. I'm in the kitchen and I say, hey, Ryan, I need you to go walk the dog. And he says, okay. Crickets. I peek again and he's still on his phone. I say, Ryan, I need you to go walk the dog. And he says, just a minute, just let me finish this text. As you can imagine, I was slightly annoyed and I raised my voice and I said, go walk the dog now. And he says, okay, okay, geez. Well, I did repeat myself, so kudos for me there. But at the end there, I didn't quite continue that matter-of-fact and cheerful tone that I was supposed to have. But hey, this is a true story and this is real life. (laughs) But the truth was he wasn't listening to me. And I felt unheard, and I felt disrespected, and I was annoyed, he was annoyed, and now this mother-teenager wedge feels a little wider now. But even if I had been more intentional and maintained that right tone of voice, odds are he still would have been annoyed, or felt guilty, or, you know, insert negative emotion here. It turns out that he was helping a friend through a situation, And here I was feeling like he was being avoidant when in actuality, he was just being a great friend. Oopsie. Now let's go back to that truth bomb. People don't care about paying attention to you. He didn't see me. I didn't see him because we were both caught up in our own agendas. Now this is human nature. So don't beat yourself up over this. Even the most self-effacing, generous, and kind people have their own agenda. It just may be subconscious or be a blind spot, but it's there nonetheless. But I, being the grown-up that I am, must be the one to recognize it first. Because in theory, I'm the adult and the more mature one. So, how do you get their undivided attention? So remember how in step three, I said that when we are validated, we're free to look outside of ourselves and then be able to serve others from our overflow. Go back and review that if you've forgotten. So the only way to get their undivided attention is to make it about them. Now there are several tactics to accomplish this, but the most basic and easiest to implement right away is what is called mirroring. Now mirroring is when one person basically mirrors or imitates the behaviors of another person, both verbal or nonverbal. Now this is a skill that trained coaches are taught in their certification programs in order to build rapport and goodwill with their clients. What verbal mirroring looks like 
is using their words or describing what you see them doing if they're not particularly verbose. And then nonverbal mirroring, mirroring looks like matching their energy or their posture or their gestures. Now, what I could have done is I could have sat down next to Ryan on the couch and propped my legs up on the coffee table just like he was doing and maybe even ask, what you doing in that teenager language or sup? <laughs> and he might say, texting my friends, which then I would repeat, oh, you're texting your friends, which might lead him to open up about his friend's situation. Then maybe after listening to him, I would be able to offer up, hey, while you're waiting for her response, I need you to walk the dog. Now, in real life, the urgent nature of my situation didn't really lend itself well to this nice family sitcom moment I just described. But I like to point out that it is easier to mirror in the moments when it's not urgent, when you're not cooking and the dog is whining at you to go outside. So find those moments where you do it on purpose, when you are more intentional about seeking out moments when you are truly making it about the other person. That's how you're going to be building rapport in those relationships so that when you do have what might look like an uncharacteristic moment, it's not going to drive a wedge. Oftentimes, it actually has the opposite effect. So by mirroring others, what you're doing is, number one, you're showing them that you're paying attention to them, which makes them feel important, it makes them feel worthy, and it makes them feel useful if they're giving information. It really just depends on their personality, but in short, it will acknowledge them and validate them. Number two, when you validate others in this very simple way, you set yourself up as someone they can trust. And if they can trust you, they are more likely to pay attention to you when you have something to say. Do you have the trust of your audience? And then number three, over time, as the trust in your relationship gets stronger, you'll actually be able to use mirroring mirroring to deliver your message back to them. Now, to be clear here, this is not manipulation. It's about understanding the acknowledgement language that each person speaks. Remember when I said it's kind of like a love language? Now, in the Get Connected course, you're going to be learning the nine different acknowledgement languages. Yes, they are based off of the Enneagram, but you will not need to know anything about the Enneagram types to be able to start using what you learn in the Get Connected course. Because in true Enneagram Ninja fluff remover form, I teach you how to understand personality in a way that will simplify how you connect with others. And truth be told, it is a more ethical way of communicating since typing other people is one of the ways we keep people stuck in boxes through stereotypes. And oftentimes that leads to the other person not feeling heard and not feeling seen for their true self. Now, you should have gotten an email today with your special offer. Remember, there was a fast action deadline and it ends tonight, so don't miss out on that. I'll be able to answer any questions that you have about it in the implementation session tonight, or you can just reply to that email. Go check in your inbox right now and make sure you've gotten it. So for today, your challenge task will be simply practicing mirroring mirroring others and observing their responses. 
I want you to try to practice both verbal and nonverbal mirroring. Use their words, even if it is literally repeating their sentence verbatim. When you mirror their energy, mirror their posture. Use the same gestures. If they cross their legs, you cross yours. And then just observe. Again, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Now, this exercise works best if the other person isn't also taking this challenge with you, or at least they don't know that they're the subject of your homework today. (laughs) It'll put you in the right mindset also. So practice this sometime today at least once, and then post in the group or send me an email or DM letting me know that you did it, and that will be your drawing entry for step four. So today, we talked about the simplest tactic of mirroring to use so that you can get over the fact that people just don't care about paying attention to you and we need to make it about them. But what if the energy or gestures or words that you are using to mirror them make you uncomfortable or make them uncomfortable? Well, tomorrow I'm gonna tell you the tactic that you can use so you make sure you don't inadvertently cross a boundary that can create tension, that over time builds up and will break that rapport you're trying so hard to build. But for now, practice your mirroring all throughout the day today and let me know that you've done it. Email me, post it, DM it, and I'll see you tomorrow for step five.